Hello, hello, hello. Greetings to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's Sunday school time here at the Greater Gospel Temple Church of Praise and Worship here in Dallas, Texas. It is by the grace and the mercies of God that I come to you today. And this is Saturday. It is the 8th of August in the year 2020. This Sunday school lesson is for tomorrow, which it will be Sunday, the 9th of August, 2020. It is such a privilege to be alive and well at this point. And I thank God for his loving kindness and tender mercies. His loving kindness and his tender mercies. And we are in John the 10th chapter, the 11th through the 21st verses. We are in back in the L.G. Parkhurst Jr. Sunday School lesson, and I had already taught a message on this Sunday School lesson. Thank God for being in sync with other people of God. I'm going to do this lesson, and the lesson is entitled, What Only Jesus Could and can do what only Jesus could and can do. And our focal scripture is, for this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. And that is John, the 10th chapter, the 17th through the 18th verses. What only Jesus could and can do. We're going to our uh, Bible Gateway Scripture, and it's King James Version. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the poor shepherd, oh, excuse me, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. There was a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, He hath the devil, and is mad. Why hear ye him? 
Others said, these are not the words of him that hath the devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? My, my, my. So somebody had a mind of reason. Somebody thought beyond what others were thinking. Somebody thought beyond what the others were thinking. It is such a privilege, such an honor. I am just so, 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 so thankful to God for every, everything. He is my all in all. He is my all in all. And I thank him for it. Oh, I just felt like doing that. Uh, He has been so good to me, so good to me, and I am so, so thankful. The Lord is my strong tower. He is my present help in trouble. He is, God is, nobody but the Lord, nobody but the Lord. He's the only one who that can protect us from every single thing. God is the only, only one. And oh, how thankful I am to him for every single thing, every, everything. Now I'm going to find my Sunday school lesson and it seems like it's tried to disappear on me here, but I know how to go back and find it. I can testify of the goodness of God. Things that you don't expect, God sends them to you. People that you wouldn't think of and then you could think of and then God gives you um, a foresight into many things that are going to happen if you're in Him and you trust in Him. And the Spirit will whisper to you or tell you point blank, this is going to happen for you. This is going to happen. And sometimes we hear this and we know that God is at work, but we still sometimes, I guess sometimes, I'm going to say me, think, oh God, you've done so much for me. Even though I accept what God is giving me, then sometimes it seems like, seems like, oh wow, this is so, so awesome. And we can never, I can never repay God for all of the good things that he has done for me. I can never repay him for everything that he has done for me because he is my all and all. And that's not just a cliche. He is my all in all. He is my everything. And I praise him. I praise him. I praise him. Just things that people, he touches people's hearts. And they do things for you because they love you. Because they love you. And then some people do things for you. They don't know whether there's love or not. They just know, well, something told me to do this for you. And we know it's God. We know it's God. That's just the way he works. I'm going to get into this Sunday school lesson. There it is. I'm clicking on it now. I don't know. I guess I must have gotten so excited that they had come back because there was a death in the Parker's family 
and I'm not sure who exactly, whoever wrote the note about three weeks ago said my father, the, his father had transitioned, so I don't know who it was, but I did send condolences and I am praying for the Parkhurst family and group. So let's get right into this. I am the good shepherd. The shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Oh my goodness. The shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. What only Jesus could and can do. You probably hear the sirens and uh, they're going by and I'm praying for whoever's going to attend and yet I'm thanking God that it's not coming to my house for me. And I'm, I'm so thankful. So God, whoever it is, I ask you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, to bless them. Bless, Lord. Bless, Lord. Save lives. Sustain, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus added shepherd to the illustration of himself as the gate, G-A-T-E. The gate admits and protects those qualified to enter the sheepfold. And that's the sheep those Jesus has saved. Okay, that's us. Now, the shepherd defends, feeds, and leads the sheep of God out into the world to serve God and share the gospel. To protect and save the sheep of God, the good shepherd sacrificed his life when he died on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins. Jesus not only saves God's people from external enemies, which is physical and spiritual, Okay, but also from the eternal consequences and often the temporal consequences of the foolish, evil, and wrong choices the sheep of God have made. Now notice how Jesus defined a good person and what this means when he called himself the good shepherd. Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. And you can find that in Mark, the 10th chapter and the 18th verse. Now, the hired hand has no financial investment in the owner's flock of sheep. Hired hands work for wages and the owner of the sheep pays them for their service. Hired hands may reason that the possibility of injury or death in protecting the sheep of someone else is something they should avoid when weighed against what they are being paid as laborers. Now, hired hands are working for wages and not for the welfare of the sheep. Hired hands will not do what Jesus does. Only Jesus can and will do what Jesus does. Oh, yes. Now, Jesus said that he was not a hired hand. Jesus is the owner of the sheep. Jesus owns the sheepfold of God. He cares for his sheep. Unlike a hired hand, if a sheep is lost, 
Jesus would be the one who would suffer the loss of a lost sheep. One he has died and risen again to save. That's us, everybody. That's us, okay? So, Jesus does not, does not lose his sheep. He finds them and carries them back to the sheepfold. And we can see Matthew, the 18th chapter, the 12th through the 14th verses for that. His sheep are valuable and important to him and to his father personally. Personally, we are important to God and Jesus. Personally, you hear that? Jesus risked his life. He gave his life and died to save his sheep. He rose from the dead and still fights against the enemies of his sheep to protect and save them. Jesus is not an absent owner of his sheep. Jesus does not leave the care of his sheep to hired hands. You hear that? He does not leave our care to hired hands. He doesn't do that. Oh, what a wonderful God we serve. What a wonderful, wonderful God we serve. Now, Jesus is with his sheep and in a relationship with his sheep moment by moment every day. So, Jesus knows the needs of his sheep personally, and each one of his sheep know him. We know him. We know him. Hallelujah. We know him. Hallelujah. Jesus is good and spends time. Indeed, Jesus spends eternity caring for his sheep and all their needs. As his sheep read the Bible, the Holy Spirit helps his sheep hear his voice, know him, and follow him. Jesus knows God the Father intimately, just as in any loving father and son relationship. Jesus compared the knowledge he has of his sheep and their knowledge of him to this closeness of a loving family to the closeness he has to his father. The sheep belong to the father and the son, and the son chose to lay down his life in death to save their sheep and bring more sheep into the fold. That's what he did for us, everybody. He did it. I take it personally. He did it for me. Jesus had and would have other sheep there were not Jews in his sheepfold. During his ministry, Jesus had Samaritans and other Gentiles, including some Roman soldiers, come to believe in and follow him. Now, throughout the last 2,000 years, different people from nations and languages all around the world have heard the voice of Jesus when someone has shared the truth of the Bible and Jesus with them and they have come into his flock of sheep. Now eventually God's flock will inherit the the earth and Jesus will be their shepherd for Jesus said, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. And that's Matthew the fifth chapter and the fifth verse 
and that's part of the Beatitudes, okay? Now, the word loves, that's L-O-V-E-S, in this version means very satisfied and happy with someone because love for God and others motivates their attitude, thoughts, and actions. The father loved Jesus for who Jesus is as the son of God, and he also loved Jesus because of what Jesus did and the reasons for why Jesus did what he did. Love, unselfish benevolence, was the grand motive of Jesus for everything he said and did. He loves us just that much. He loves us just that much. And another thing, he went through the death, the burial, and the resurrection for us. But let me tell you this, he has given us a choice of whether we receive him or reject him. He doesn't force us to believe in him, but he has laid his life out there before us, a perfect prime example of holiness and righteousness so that we will at least have a choice because knowing who Jesus is and accepting him as our personal savior means that we will live forever and ever and ever and ever life, eternal life. That means it will never end. Now we might have to die a natural death and transition from this natural life okay into eternity but let me tell you this Jesus will be back he's coming he's going to come and he's going to be in the air And those of us, if we just happen to be one of those who died first and we're in the Lord, we're saved and sanctified and filled with his Holy Spirit, those of us will rise first. And then all those who remain and are saved will be caught up to meet him, will be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. We will no longer be mortal, but we will put on immortality. And we will go before the judgment seat of God. And I want to hear him say to me, Well done, thy good and faithful service. Enter into eternal life. That's what I want him to say to me. That's why I live this life. That's why I try to do everything that I can within my power to live a sanctified life, be a prime, holy example to everybody that sees me or hears me or knows me because I am forgiven. I repented of my sins because I saw people living holy. I heard the word of God. I saw the example of what a sweet life it is in holiness. And I accepted that after I repented God forgave me and I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal savior and God accepted me as one of his sheep. Hallelujah. And I thank you, thank you, thank you, God. I thank the Lord for that. Okay? Now, 
I'm going back to this part. The father loved Jesus for who Jesus is as the son of God. And he also loved Jesus because of what Jesus did and the reasons for why Jesus did what he did. Love, unselfish benevolence was the grand motive of Jesus for everything he said and did. Jesus does not teach that the Father would not love him under certain circumstances because Jesus is the Father's Son. But if Jesus chose not to obey the Father and not to follow the agreement that they made in heaven before Jesus came into the world, then the Father would not be happy with his decision and would not love his disobedience and failure to die a sacrificial death. Now, God does not like the sins that we commit. He does not love that, but he yet loves us. But let me tell you, let me be clear. Because he loves us does not mean that if we are sinners, when we transition from this life, however, it does not mean that we will not lift our eyes up in hell if we are not saved and sanctified. All right? I just want to put that out here. If we're not saved and sanctified, we're going to hell. Okay? Now, of course, Jesus would never disobey his father, and they were always in agreement. Throughout the Gospels, we see the Father and the Son always working together in perfect unity of love, thought, purpose, and action. Now, when Jesus died on the cross, the devil or wolves in sheep's clothing did not take Jesus' life from him in the sense of being a victor over him in death. Roman soldiers hanged Jesus on the cross to murder him, so they needed to be forgiven for their sin. And Jesus prayed and they would be forgiven by his father. And we can see that in Luke, the 23rd chapter and the 34th verse. But Jesus chose the exact moment of his death when his atonement and sacrifice was finished, okay? Jesus also chose the exact moment to rise from the dead on the first resurrection Sunday. Because his father commanded him to do these things in obedience to his father, Jesus willed his father's will and chose his moment of death and the moment of his resurrection with the perfect timing of God. By doing so, Jesus was obedient to his father and not disobedient. Jesus obeyed his father when he chose to remain on the cross and allow himself to be mocked when some sneered. He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now and we will believe in him. That's what the people said, okay? You can find that in Matthew 27, 42. Some of the people said that, okay? Now, once again, John shows that Jesus' words divided his listeners, those who did not believe what he taught. The Jews would have included the religious leaders, such as the Pharisees and others. Probably the vilest condemnation that could be made against Jesus was calling him demon-possessed. Possessed. The father the Son, 
and the Holy Spirit always worked together with perfect unity in all Jesus said and did during his ministry. His enemies attributed his work of God to demons and insanity. They thought that by labeling Jesus in this disgusting way that they could deter people from even listening to him. The same tactic is used today against the followers of Jesus and those who speak the truth. The very same tactics. And you know what? Some of them come from within. All right. Though they did not believe in Jesus or yet believe in Jesus, okay, some knew by experience the works and words on one possessed by demons. Jesus cast out demons and restored people to their right minds. Jesus' good and wise sayings and parables would never have been expressed by a person possessed by a demon. The Jews knew how demon-possessed people talked. The Jews knew how evil people talked. And Jesus did not talk in these ways. Nor would a demon or demon-possessed person ever do something good, such as restoring sight to the blind. A demon-possessed person would not have had the power of God to do so with good intentions. Therefore, some of those who were divided about Jesus, Jesus believed that Jesus was still worth listening to, and some of them may have come to believe in him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And here are some questions. Five questions for you to work with just to give you some exercise, okay? Number one, what is the difference between the good shepherd and the hired hand? Number two, how did Jesus describe his relationship with his sheep and his father? What might he mean by this description? Number three, what did Jesus say he was willing to do for his sheep? Did he do this for his sheep? Four, in addition to the people he was talking to, who might the other sheep be that Jesus wanted to bring into his sheepfold? Number five, why might it have been important for Jesus to teach that his father had commanded him to use his own power when he laid down his life in death and when he took it up again and rising from the dead? Now, we're going to close it out. And I haven't done the summary uh, paragraph in a while, but I'm going to do it now. What only Jesus could and can do. A shepherd would risk his life and sometimes lose it to defend his sheep. As a good shepherd, when Jesus came into the world, he knew that he would die to save his sheep, all those who would receive him as Lord and Savior and enter his sheepfold. Only by God's Son dying on the cross as a voluntary sacrifice for the sins of God's children could God be both just and merciful to forgive them for their sins and prepare them for eternal life with God and all who love God and one another. Jesus knew what his father expected of him and what he had agreed to do before he was born in human flesh. 
When Jesus obeyed his father's command, Jesus fulfilled their agreement and sealed the new covenant between God and his people in his own shed blood. As the son of God, Jesus did what no mere human could do. Jesus chose his way of death and his moment of death, not by suicide, but at the hands of sinful men in fulfillment of biblical prophecy. When Jesus chose his way to live again in a glorified human body that could pass through walls and appear to his disciples in a room or on a road, Jesus did and continues to do all God promised so we can safely entrust our future into Jesus' loving care. And this is by L.G. Parkhurst, Jr. And you can find this, or you can type in L.G. Parkhurst, Jr. or you can type in ouosu.com. I love you. This is Greater Gospel Temple, the church of praise and worship. Worship. Our telephone number is 469-629-9543. Our email address is ggtchurch66 at yahoo.com. Enjoy your day, night, evening, afternoon, whichever it is. Always remember to enjoy the blessings of God. Live today for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. That will God will let tomorrow take care of itself through his will. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. I love you. This is a day that God has made. I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied every groan. Long as I live and troubles rise, I'll hasten to his throne. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me until I want no more. 